Good morning and welcome to the show. Welcome to For the Health of It Today. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Phillips, a chiropractor and owner of Lifestyle Chiropractic and Wellness Center in the Clock Tower Building here on Main Street in Heber City, Utah. Broadcasting live this morning from KTMP, 1340 AM. And hopefully everybody's having a pretty good day today. It's a great uh, weather-wise. We've got a beautiful day again today. Uh, celebrated summer solstice yesterday, the longest day of the year. Uh, and so the pessimists out there will say, well, I guess the days just get shorter from here on out. But <laughs> we do have a really nice day out there. Good day to get out and be active and do something healthy for yourself. Uh, just wanted to kind of reiterate from the show a couple of weeks ago, it's time to make some changes. This is the best time of the year to do it. Forget your January uh, New Year's resolutions as far as health care goes and health, health, your optimal health. Uh, and start uh, making changes in the summertime when it's easy, when the food's right, when the temperature's good, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, like I say, hopefully s- you've already done something good for yourself today in this show. Uh, listening to it isn't a bad idea because maybe it'll keep it in the forefront of your mind. Uh, I wanted to mainly today talk about the class that we're going to teach tonight. So if you're local, if you're listening, if if you're... Uh, listening with me live or if you're listening today sometime and you're local here in town uh, we are teaching a class tonight when I say we it's me Melissa Milam the holistic nutritionist that was on a few weeks ago and she's bringing a chef from Connie's kitchen who is going to uh, make up some healthy snacks the class is uh, healthy childhood nutrition and and so I just want to talk a little bit about that this morning and uh, about kind of the, the struggles that parents go through. And uh, I've mentioned this a few times before, but, uh, but hopefully what it'll do is it'll give you a good idea or a good taste of what we're going to talk about tonight if you can't make it. And maybe it'll give you a, a reason to come if you're not doing anything tonight. So the class is at 6.30. It's in my office, 150 North. Main Street, Suite Number One Ten, just here in the Clock Tower Building on Main Street, and uh, we'll probably teach for about an hour, have some question and answer, and then we've also got some good healthy snacks that Connie is uh, from Connie's Kitchen is is putting together for us, and so all in all, it should be a really great evening, uh, and so come out if you can for sure. Uh, tickets are fifteen dollars. You can buy those on Facebook. Look up uh, it's an Eventbrite. So if you jump on Facebook, look up. Uh, Verve Nutrition Therapy or Lifestyle Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Uh, any of those things can uh, can lead you to buy those tickets. And if you just show up, we'll sell you a ticket here at the door, no problem. Um, and the money really just goes to the food. There's there's no uh, the information itself is free, and we'll give that away for sure. But uh, to sample the food that Connie's going to bring for us, I think. I think it'd be good to uh, to reimburse her there. So, uh, anyway, so it's tonight. There is limited seating, so sometimes it might be good to call and reserve a spot if you want to do that. My phone number is 435-654-1626, and we'll get you on the list. And then you can feel really special when you come. So, uh, so childhood nutrition, what is the big deal? Well, first of all, nutrition itself is very confusing. Right, we just had another article published that many of you might have read about the dangers of uh, coconut oil and other saturated fats. But right, for every article you find on the dangers of coconut oil, I can find an article on the benefits of coconut oil. 
you can find things that cure cancer and then all of a sudden 10 years later they actually cause cancer um, I think it's a very um, ever-changing landscape and I think that really confuses people uh, it frustrates people and basically what happens in the end is we just decide you know what I'm just gonna try to do what I can but I'm not gonna worry too much about it because everything can make me sick right and if you <laughs> and if you said that before I want you to know you're not alone uh, a lot of people struggle with this a lot of people don't really know what to do and so it's very very confusing so, so you say, okay, well, what am I going to get in your class that I haven't heard on the news or I haven't seen somewhere or I don't really know? <clears throat> um, I don't know if we're going to tell you anything you don't know. Um, but what I do know is that as you try to uh, live these time-honored principles, not the things that came out last week and not the things that came out a year ago, but the things that we've been doing as a human species for our uh, health betterment for uh, as long as we've been around, uh, those things still are proven to always be good. And so why are we focusing on the kids? Well, it's because the kids' health is, is the one in the fastest decline right now. Uh, we didn't have the types of illnesses and problems and issues that are diet-related that, uh, that they're facing right now. And so a lot of parents say, oh, well, I, I'm fine. I grew up, you know, in, in the 80s or I grew up in the 70s and I ate whatever I wanted and I'm okay, right? Well, the landscape is vastly, vastly different as far as what the kids are eating, what they're exposed to, toxin-wise and things like that. And so we definitely need to get educated. I think once we're educated, then we can make good educated decisions. And uh, really it all comes down to the fact that uh, we don't really appreciate the fact that there is uh, there are food items, there are items in our food, there are chemicals, there are preservatives, there are things like that, that we know are harmful for us. We know that they are just harmful in and of themselves. And we've never actually tested what they do when we combine them all together like we eat in the grocery store. And some of the worst uh, offenders are foods that are marketed to children. And so as a parent, we try to straddle the line between I need to keep, feed my kids good food and I also need them to quit screaming. <laughs> or I need them to not throw the food away or I need them to actually eat and not just sit and stare and say, but this is gross. Right, And I've heard a lot of parents say, well, my kid won't drink water. right, Or my kid won't eat vegetables. Or my kid won't this and that. Right, There's all these different things. And, and that may be true. Uh, but it's not a good excuse to not feed our kids the correct way. Now, I did know somebody that decided to talk about feeding our kids harmfully knowingly and actually... Uh, murdering them right there was <laughs> and it was it was a little bit of an extreme stance uh that if you feed them knowing these things that you're killing them and uh i don't necessarily take that strong of a stance but i do feel like there definitely needs to be a little bit more awareness and a little bit more um uh respect for these children's bodies and making sure that we're feeding them the way that we should uh what we don't realize is they're, they're in such a fast-growing mode. 
right? Not just not just growing like bones are growing longer and they're getting taller, but synapses in their brains and neurons that are expanding and things that they are learning and there's no other time in our lives that we learn and grow and change like we do when we're young. And so to treat kids like little adults is a really wrong way to do it because because physiologically, biochemically, biologically, we are very different in that respect. And so what we need to do is we need to make sure that as we think of ourselves as, hey, this food that I'm eating turns into my cells, we need to double think that for kids. The food that they eat turns into their cells, but it also turns into synapses and neurons and things like that that have not yet been created. It turns into habits and turns into all kinds of different things. So we're going to really try to help you understand the easiest ways to get good food into your kid's ecosystem. <laughs> and, uh, and whether that's hiding it, whether it's making it look better than it is, there's all kinds of different tricks that we're going to help you out with. Uh, but it's really, really important to realize that this is the fight of this generation. This is what is going to make the difference between a population of children that do not outlive their parents, meaning don't, use, don't live as long as their parents lived, uh, that they see this drastic dip in life expectancy, or a group of children that will finally realize that it's up to us, and not the government, and not the FDA, and not the grocery stores, and all these other places, not the soda companies. It's actually up to us to make the right decisions and to feel good about those right decisions and to see the change in our bodies and our health and our children's health for sure. Uh, and, so, and so what we want to do tonight is we want to help people with that and along those lines and get them thinking this is something that can be done. That's the other thing I want people to realize is it is very overwhelming to think of. If you have teenagers that will not eat the way you want them to, that the second they get out of your house, they run over to their friend's house for a can of soda, they run over to McDonald's for the dollar menu, whatever they do, and, and they will not listen to what you have to say. It is very overwhelming and can be very frustrating. And so again, just like anything and any other changes that we try to make, if it becomes so overwhelming and frustrating, that our bodies don't want to deal with it, then we will be done. That is the definition of willpower. <laughs> and so we think, well, if he doesn't care about his health, then I'm not going to either. And, uh, and I get it, guys. I want you to know my kids do not eat 100% clean like they should, like I want them to. But we have to teach them the principles. So some things that I'm going to talk about, some things that I'm excited to give people ideas with, um, whether you have kids that will not eat right, whether you're just starting out a family, whether you've got teenagers that won't eat uh, the way you want them to, whether you're trying to make some changes, there are some really good ideas to keep them involved. Uh, first and foremost, get them involved in making the food. Uh, I'm not sure of any better way to get my kids to eat the way I want them to than to have them actually prepare it or help me prepare it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a blow to our egos at home because my wife is a fantastic cook. I want you to know she is amazing. The food she makes is delicious. Uh, 
I can't get enough of it, and it's why I've had to work so hard to keep my own weight down. <laughs> but no, she really makes such great food, and uh, and there are nights where the kids won't even touch it, and they are mean, and they're rude. You moms out there, I'm sure, can relate to this, or dads that are doing the cooking, right? You slave, <laughs> you put it in front of them, you know that, they're, that they should eat it, you know it's good for them, and they won't touch it, and then five minutes later they're asking for something else. It's very frustrating. It makes you not want to try. And so if instead of you slaving, bring them in the kitchen, and not only that, but help them take, take them to the grocery store and find some things. I had someone that, uh, that told me they had a weekly tradition of going to the grocery store and finding a new fruit or vegetable in the produce section that they've never really seen or had and finding a way to cook it or prepare it and go and get it and do it all together. And I thought that was really, really cool. And they were able to find different foods that they'd never really uh, tried before. And, uh, and so I really, really like that idea. So take them to the grocery store. Let's be involved in, hey, this is why I choose this and not this. This is why I buy these and not these other things. And then we take them home and we say, okay, let's start preparing the food. And even their siblings that maybe didn't even try to prepare it, they for some reason want their, uh, their sibling to approve. And so they will, they will really, really champion the eating of the food. And I'll tell you, any time that we've done this, we have really seen a huge change. And so if you're nervous about, okay, well, I can't get my older kids to eat well, help them help you. <laughs> Help them by helping you, and then they will eat a lot better that way. Um, other ideas as far as if you have young kids, um, you know, it can be really tough. Kids can be very picky, but what you have to realize is kids will not starve themselves. Uh, their bodies are too innate. Their bodies make those decisions uh, too much based on survival, and so it's the old, if it's in the house, it will get eaten. But if it's not, it won't principle. And, uh, and so buying those types of foods uh, and keeping them in the house, well, for sure, that's what they're going to choose first. And so if there are foods that you don't feel like should be in your house, that you don't think your kids should eat, even on a small basis, if you think, oh, well, one Oreo cookie or two Oreo cookies every now and then isn't a big deal, I agree with that. However, when it's time to choose a snack and they know that Oreos are in the house, that's what they're going to want, that's what they're going to beg for, and that's what they're going to not eat anything else until you satisfy that. But if they think they're not in the house, or they don't, or you can tell them honestly, yeah, we don't have any, uh, then their choices then become limited. And the third thing I'm going to tell you, it'll be the last thing, and then we'll get going here for our day, but the third thing i got to tell you about is the power of your example. And so if you are a parent and you are starting to change the way you eat, remember that it's taken you a little while to get to this point. And to insist or expect for your immediate family to just jump right on the train because you're all of a sudden doing it uh, is going to be a very difficult thing. And so what you'll want is for them to see how it changes your life. And so you start doing it. You start preparing the food that you want. You start drinking more water. You start doing these things and see the difference in your own life and have them notice and maybe even point out differences that you've had and then start to slowly see them come around. But it won't be a really fast thing. 
And the other side of that is if you want your kids to eat healthy, but you're not eating healthy, it will never, ever work. <laughs> Patterning is a, such a bigger uh, motivating factor than anything else. You cannot do it by just trying to tell them. You can't do it by showing them a documentary. If you're not eating that way, if you're not practicing those habits, then there is pretty much no way that they will want to do so. So make sure that you stock your fridges and your pantries, and when it's time for you to snack, you go for something that you would want them to go for, and not, well, I'm old now and I can do whatever I want. So those are the fun things we're going to talk about tonight and more. I want you to come. Again, if you're listening to this later on or if you're not local in the area, uh, then I'm going to try to have Melissa and maybe even Connie come on uh, and we will kind of go through the highlights of what we talked about. But I think it's going to be a really, really exciting class. I think it's going to make things simple. There's no guilt. You can leave your guilt at the door uh, because we're going to make it so that you can do this and feel confident and feel ready and know that when you feed your children, you're doing something good for them. So when you keep health on your mind, they'll start keeping it on theirs. They're going to see that pattern. They're going to start doing things for themselves. And then this generation of kids is not going to have the problems that we have. They're not going to have the diseases that we have. We can change this. We can turn it around. And hopefully in a couple of generations, we'll say, man, did you know that they used to eat this kind of stuff? I can't believe it. <laughs> That's my goal anyway. So you guys do something for your health today. Again, have it on your mind. Make some change. Make something happen good today so that you can get one step close to that optimal health feeling great, living great, and, uh, and feeling as good as you can. Go out and do it. If you do it for no other reason, do it just for the health of it. Thank you for listening.